And literally, I'm on TV Tuesday. I got there Monday. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was a small show, but it's like, man, you go and you talk to a lot of people in LA. They've been there five, 10 years and they ain't really smelt nothing. Haven't booked anything. You, you know what I mean? No day. manager, no agent, no nothing. This is me straight on the iPhone talking yeah. to this lady. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, no headshots, no, 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 we heard. Luke said you're a great guy. Welcome everybody to episode four of Processing the Process. Again, I'm super excited. Very blessed for everyone that is watching and listening that you guys are tuning in and wanted to be a part of this journey with me. But I have another exciting guest here that I'm excited to get into his story, talk more about his journey um, and just, you know, really just dive really deep in what he did to get to where he is. And I know he's still on his process, still on his journey. It's a lot more to go. But again, without further ado, please introduce yourself. My name is Shondo Blades, uh, a.k.a. the sexiest man in the world. No, 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 no. Professional MMA fighter, actor, entrepreneur, inventor. You know what I mean? The the, the list goes on. But yeah, man, we here. Absolutely. We here. So I heard a little bit about your story. I know the list definitely goes on. So I definitely want to pack as much as we can into this episode because you have a, an amazing story that I want to dig into and get people to understand. Um, like I always do at the beginning, I would love to hear about your origin story if you will kind of where you grew up who you are growing up as a kid you know obviously you named all the things that you have accomplished thus far mm -hmm. where did that come from was that you as a kid mm -hmm. like tell me more about that well i was born and raised in, in houston texas okay um i was a football guy played college football at a school called mcmurray university uh, i started a quarterback there uh and when i came to my end the end of my tenure in college football it was just like you know I want to be in control of everything. People mm -hmm. thought I was crazy. Like, what are you like? You don't want to play football anymore? Like, no, oh, I want to be in control of everything. So I was like, I had this idea, like, I'm gonna become an MMA fighter. They was like, way out of nowhere. Man, out of nowhere. Right? And so YouTube was jumping at the time. Okay. Right? You know what I mean? This is kind of YouTube, of course, is already out, but absolutely. But it was it was almost it it like it for information. Okay. It's like that time, like when people were really going to it for like information. So what year are we talking about talking where about we are? 2010. So 2010, nine 2010. years ago was when you jumped into YouTube yep. and what did you type in? I typed in uh, MMA, right? Okay. That, because I didn't, I knew nothing. I didn't grow up boxing. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up wrestling. I didn't grow up doing karate or anything like that, right? But I just had a, a mom, right? Both of my parents are entrepreneurs, but I mean, my mom's just so... Uh, so positive and so so encouraging that it's like, man, I literally think I can walk on water. You can't you can't tell me that I won't until I get soaking wet. Nice. So uh, I dove into it head first, and people thought I was absolutely crazy. I was in the, the computer lab at school, probably the only time I was ever in the computer lab. At school. <laughs> and I mean, I'm studying looking at every I'm YouTube video out there. This stuff, right? So first fight I go to, uh, I don't have a coach, right? So I show up at the fight with no coach, right? So I go from learning this stuff off YouTube for a few months. I heard about a fight just in the in the wind in Abilene, and they were like, "Yes, yeah, some fights going on in Austin." I'm like, "Screw it, I need to sign up for that." So you signed up and just went and bro, I signed up for it. I tell my cousin, "Hey, we finna go. You know, we're going to fight in Austin." He's like, "Well, bet we going to fight in Austin." We get out there, man. I have no coach. It's just me and my cousin. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So we're signing the stuff, and they're like, okay, they're asking me for different things. I have no clue what these people are talking about. You know what I mean? Where's your coach? You're supposed to have a coach that's registered with the state to be a corner man. To be able I to be in the corner and do the – okay. My man, I have absolutely none of this. You so fresh dude, off the street. Fresh off – dude walks by me and hears me talking about this with one of the guys. He's like, my man, you don't have a, you have a coach? You know? I'm like, ah. Dude says, I'll be your coach today. I, I've never met this guy a day in my life. Signs that says, I'll be your coach. So signs his name by mine. Now we have the thing of, hey, you have to have a, a, a bucket with all the the the, the equipment in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cut in, swell, all that. I know this stuff now, but mm -hmm. at the time I'm like, what? Yeah. I tell my cousin, hey, get to Walgreens. <clears throat> he jumps in the car, sprint, you know, drives to Walgreens, which is luckily right across the street from okay. where, where the arena was. Okay. And um and I'm on the cell phone. This is when we had the razor phones. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep, so I, I remember the I got the good razor. I got the gold joint though. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean? The 14 carry joint. <laughs> I'm here, I'm looking in the guy's basket. I mean not basket, but bucket. I'm like, bro, we need the gauze. Not the, the white one, no, not the ace band is looking. I'm telling him everything. He okay. gets it, comes back. We ready to rock and roll. End up getting into the uh the fight, getting demolished. Demolished. Best thing ever happened to me. First fight. First, this is an amateur fight. 
demolished. And you loved it. I loved it. And this is why I loved it, right? Because all of the, the common misconceptions that people have as far as like trying something new and failing at it, I was able to go through that process, but I put on such a good show and people could tell my passion and energy to want to continue what I was doing as far as, you know, fighting and yeah. being a warrior. Yeah. Man, they were coming to the back and congratulating me. I mean, this dude, I look like I've been hit with a baseball bat, man. This dude hit everything on me except the bottom of my feet. But they saw the heart. They saw the they heart. They saw the heart coming out of you. And man, it was it was an experience that that really it's shaped a lot of stuff that I that I'm even doing now because it was just like, hold on, man, like they lied to you. They lied to everybody. They lied to you when they said, man, you get embarrassed out there. You get, yeah. Now, will you have to get over some of the fears and things like that? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But man, when you come out on the other side, like when I came out on the other side of that thing, I was a whole new Shondo, man. I mean, I feel Just because you went through the fire, you knew what, you didn't know what to expect. But now that you knew what to expect, you was even more excited coming out of that. Nuts in your throat, right? Heart pounding out of your chest. Mm-hmm. You're out there to be exposed in front of it was a couple thousand this is a smaller a little arena, but it's a couple thousand people in there, right? To get exposed in front of all of these people. You don't know what you're doing. The guy that I was going against had I don't know if you know what cauliflower yep. ear is. Get the ear. Right. So he's fluid. he's been doing this. He was actually a college wrestler and he just started his MMA career. But if you started a base already in some type of combat sport, uh -huh. you leaps and bounds ahead of somebody that's coming from like football yeah. or something like that. So, but man, the love that they showed me after that, it just set everything in motion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, so you said, let me go back to really quick. Cause I know you said, we talked about the YouTube. Yeah. So you, how long were you on YouTube? Couple months. Couple months. Yeah. And you were just learning how to hit or the proper way to hit. Like what was, what you were looking at techniques that's at that time. That's the interesting thing about it. That's why this shirt says 1% better every day. Okay. Right? And this was, this is actually the first thing that I ever got trademarked. Right. So when I got into the trade, you know, the, the whole thing, cause I got to own everything. That's just my mindset. But, but that's your pedigree too. Exactly. That's your family was entrepreneurs. Yeah, that we own everything. We have to own it. Have to. Otherwise it's difficult for me to promote it or, you know what I mean? Just if get behind it. Exactly. If you know that. I'm, you can't control it. Exactly. So um, that was the thing. I went into it and uh, I noticed that if I already looked at finished products, like I was, you know, George St. Pierre and all these guys, you know what I mean? When I first started looking at MMA, if I were to look at George St. Pierre, right? Okay. In his entirety and then look at myself where I was when I first started off, it'll be discouraging. The same way that most people, before they start something, they look at the people that are already at the top of it, Absolutely. Right? And they get discouraged. Absolutely. Right? And I mean, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. That's one of the things that, there's so many reasons. I know a lot of people ask me, why did I start this show? Why mm -hmm. did I Why did I want to focus on the topics that I'm focusing on and mm -hmm. have the conversations was mm -hmm. just what you said. A lot of people look at, in this day and age, because of social media with Instagram, Yeah. We show our highlight reels. We yeah. show the best parts of ourselves, yeah. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Nah. But for the consumer, the one that's consuming the content mm -hmm. like myself, mm -hmm. I don't have the backstory on what you did to get there. To get there. Right. So to hear what you're telling me right now is you went through an incredible process to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. So now you have your own brand, the 1% every day. And tell, mm -hmm. me, tell me more about that so, concept and, what, and why you... So the, the reason why um, 1% better every day became a thing to me is because when you look at, like I say, when you looked at the finished product, because all, all they have out there is, like you said, the good stuff. So that's really all you can see. So it was just like, okay, if we're not already there, what can we do to get there? Mm -hmm. When you look at a house, right, the house is made of bricks, but the bricks are individual entities that make up the entire house. Mm -hmm. So I said, screw that. We're not going to worry about being a finished product. Let's get the jab down. Right? Then the jab started getting go nice. Let's go to work. And I'm popping that jab. I said, oh, here we go. I said, let's see what's up with that cross. That cross gets nice. I said, mm, now we working. I said, let's go to some kicks now. Right? So the kicks start getting nice. Mm -hmm. Then the grappling starts getting... So the process was literally 1% better every day because that was something that was very tangible and it was very attainable. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a, a very small piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. But it was attainable for me to be able to get that every day. Just, right? Just, I, I'm, just, I'm, by, just I'm, by doing it. I'm so in love with your thought process. Because your thought process is exactly what I'm trying to convey. Yeah. Is that 1% every day, the yep. process. And yep. stick to yeah. that process. Stick yeah. to just getting better every day. Yeah. So how did, how did that turn? So you had your first fight. Mm-hmm. 
you started loving it. You yep. fell in love with it. Yep. I'm sure you went back to the gym after everything healed up yep. and started to get back to work even more. Yep. So I come um, uh, after that. Then basically, uh, school is over now, right? So I graduate with a, a degree in business with a uh, concentration in marketing. Okay. And I go to, um, I come back to Houston, right? So I come to Houston and I'm just looking for gyms to join. So I'm just walking in gyms, just, you know, real roguelike because I don't really know what the hell is going on. So I yeah. walk in gyms and yeah. I finally find a spot uh, that's got some pretty cool guys. So, uh, I ended up being there a couple of months and then I took a, a pro fight. You know, most guys fight in the amateurs for a certain amount of to time. To sharpen their right. sword, so to speak. And but I was just like, you know what? Let's 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 fight pro. You just jumped into it. People thought I was crazy, but it was like, hey, let's see what's going on here. Okay. Right. So end up taking a pro fight. So I won that pro fight uh in a minute and four a minute and like thirty seconds. Is which is I, which is good and and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won the fight quickly. You know, very I mean? quickly. Was yeah. that Excuse me. So, was that your second fight? Was My your second official fight, per, first professional fight, first professional? Yeah, the one. Wow. Yeah, so you so, were. And this is all only, in. Yeah. So this is only a you know a span of about seven months. I've been doing this. You know what I mean? In this entire YouTube to pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like. Taking every single piece and then using that to mold myself and build myself. So, um, so yeah, that's what happened with that. So I was able to uh, take the gains and take the, the the strides that I was able to make every day, and then was able to basically create a product that I felt great about putting in the cage, and and I was successful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, where the acting comes in is that basically I was training for a fight. And one of the guys out there, his name is Boss Rudin. Boss Rudin is like the godfather of MMA. The people that know, you know, MMA, you guys you guys know Boss Rudin. Mm-hmm. So Boss Rudin is from Holland, right? So he's got this funny accent. Uh-huh. So he's like, Shundo, hey, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I think you got something. <laughs> I'm like, you think I got something? He's like, yeah, man. I, I mean, I'm like, you know, like what? Like, what you think I got? I'm thinking he's talking about an MMA. He's like, man, I, the camera would love you, man. I'm like, because he had just done a movie with uh, Kevin James, the the okay. chubby yeah, guy yeah, from, from King, King of Queens. Queens. I'll, I'll probably watch that every night before I go to bed. This guy. He okay. did that MMA movie with him. Here comes the boom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, ball, I, I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking the about. The ball guy. The the, the, the the muscular ball guy. That's okay. Boss Root. Okay. Okay. Right? okay. So I was training with him in Los Angeles. Okay. And... He was like, and the training came about with him because he saw me after one of my fights because he announced it. He was like, man, you, you know, you something. He's like, come out and train with us. I'm like, bet. I go out there and train. Uh And then now I'm out there training with him for like, I think it was like three or four days I was out there in L.A. Okay. He was like, man, you know, that's when he said, hey, man, I think you got something. And then he started kind of elaborate on it. And we start talking about Wesley Snipes and all these, you know what I mean? Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy? For that type of physique, exactly, role, the, exactly, combat black trike. action star, like with the real, like not just the popcorn made up. And it's no disrespect to any actor that, you know, really doesn't embody it. But you can tell. It's like, I can tell if a guy got ready for this role or if this is him. Correct. You know what I mean? Like I you can totally tell understand. when this guy just got taught how to fight. As opposed to somebody that's a fighter that's learning like how to Like when I watch Black Panther, it's like you could tell they were prepared for the role versus like yeah, this yeah. is them. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So that's what I mean. And when he said he thought I had something, I came back to Houston. Two weeks later, I moved to L.A. Right you- to a motel right off Hollywood Boulevard. All in. You don't Always you all in. wait. You waste no time. No time. When it says go, let's go. No time. And you know, and what's funny is, is this goes back to when I first started MMA because a, a coach that I had met in passing told me something super dope. And again, I was able to apply this to life and business and everything else. I was like, um, I was trying to do something with a certain combination. And I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get it in there. He's like, yeah, I'm looking at you. I could tell that you're trying to get it in there, but you keep hesitating. I'm like, yeah, because... You know, he's not dropping this. Then he said, let me stop you there. He mm-hmm. said, that guy trains too. He's not just going to give you the opportunity to do this to him. If you want that opportunity to come, you have to make that opportunity mm-hmm. come. That ooh, That's life lesson. That's what? a jewel right there. Listen, he dropped both carrots on me. I'm I'm running behind him with yeah, the wheelbarrow trying yeah, to pick him up. Yeah. What do you mean? He said... If you want that to, this guy's a he's a fighter. Mm-hmm. He's not just gonna be in there. You now you may catch somebody slipping sometimes, mm-hmm. but for the most part, his form, his technique is gonna be good. Now, if you're trying to get across what you're trying to get across, 
You have to do something to make that mistake happen on his part. Understood. And I thought that was live. That was super live. So I'm like, I've got to make these things happen. It's it's it not just gonna, it's not going to happen. I have to. You have to actively put the, absolutely make it happen. So that's why my mentality is the way it is. Okay. I'm the type of person that I'm going to jump off the the mountain and build a plane on the way down. That's just me. I don't I'm not going to look for the instructions at the top of the mountain trying to see how to build a plane because before you know it opportunity is passing cuz it's going to be people with excuse me the nuts yeah. to go ahead and make that yeah. leap and they just going to be building and right before they hit that ground whoa, yep, they exactly. get that, they get that engine started make it and put it out you got to got to do it so I do want to understand where that came from because I hear the story uh -huh. and that kind of clicked mm -hmm. and you was off to the races. You right. know what? I'm going to apply that in every aspect of my life. Right. But I have a funny feeling that that was somewhat a part of your life. It was. Growing up. It even was. as Maybe as a kid. Maybe it was because of your parents. Right. Like, do you know where that came from? Like, I, I absolutely know where that came from. That's why I touched on it before. You know, I was like a science experiment for my parents. You okay. know what I mean? My parents didn't raise me like in the typical uh, household. I was raised to believe that I could literally do anything. You know what I mean? Like anything. There was nothing that it was like, you know, nobody ever told me, oh, you got to be 10 times better than this person to do. I was never told that. You can do it. Whatever. What you talking about doing? Cool. I dressed, man, I figure dressed out, up. Figure it out almost. That was a. I dressed up like a Ghostbuster, right? Okay. Until I was like 11 years old. Okay. And used to wear the Ghostbuster outfit to school with the Proton pack. Oh, really? Listen, man, I'm in that type of you world. You was all in. I'm all in. I love it. If I believe something and I'm rocking this way, that's how we rocking. Everything else doesn't matter to me. And my parents really encouraged that. You know what I mean? Especially my mom. Because she's good. super animated. Super animated. She's a motivational speaker. Okay. So, you know, I'm. So, you was. You, right. was, you was. You was primed from birth. Yeah. I to mean, be yeah. this way yeah. and to yeah. give us the energy that you're giving us. I'm sure people can hear it and feel it, mm -hmm. which is amazing. But I feel like a lot of people don't have what you have and would right. hold them back. It sounds like you're not afraid of what others think of you, no matter what. Like no. you are, you're in your, you in your own world, yeah. and nobody can sway you, yay or nay. Yeah, nobody can tell you you're so great at this. You like, thank you, but I'm in my own lane. That's it. That's it. Because it's, I feel like it's the thing of. Um, authenticity is dope. Mm -hmm. Like that's what's so dope about my hair. Like, oh man, you you have no idea. And what's so funny about this? When I, so I had the one that was going down right now. Called it the Zulu lock, and they're like, "What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Look like a rat tail coming yeah. out here." Yeah. Just and, and and I find it so funny. And I screenshot some of the comments now. It's like now they think the hair is dope, but it when it was just the one thing right there. It was like, "Boy, what are you doing? Look like a rat yeah. sitting in your yeah. head with the one thing coming down." Now the hairstyle is cool, so it's just like, man, look, dog, do you? Do you don't people worry about catch up people. or don't catch up doesn't matter. If you think about it, some of the quote unquote weirdest people that have ever walked the face of the planet will go down as the dopest. Michael Jackson will literally go down as the dopest dude to ever flood his pants yep. in history of the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. And on, on that topic, I was thinking about this. I'm glad you said this because mm -hmm. I was thinking about the Prince and Rick James. On, I mean, I was born in 85, so it's I wasn't able to see it the way like my parents and right. maybe some of my other uh, family time. members, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but to look back on it, I'm like, how did he get away, yeah. Prince, with the way that he dressed yeah. and just his demeanor? Obviously, he was, in my opinion, like I you. I said so. Exactly. That's who he was. It was that's his the, lane. That's he didn't the thing. Because I said so. Trendsetter. Doesn't I'm matter what everybody why, why are you doing it? Because I said so. Because that's, that's, that's how it. we rock it. Like, it. they were like, what? you're not going to play football? Because Listen, this is what we do. We do we're doing MMA now. And that's it. So when I feel like people that that have that definitive mindset, it goes back into what that coach talked about. Mm -hmm. Listen, you have to do it mm -hmm. to make it happen. Prince had to have the nuts to wear the romper, the jumpsuit, the low cut, showing the the chest. He had a chaps had the, the chaps out. Yep, had, had his taco meat, taco <laughs> Tuesday, giving it to you with the one earring, with the swoop bangs. Absolutely, oh, you got to have all the confidence. Listen, man, like. If that had not happened, imagine if Prince would have been just a regular dressing guy. Yeah. Is this still Prince? It's not. Hell no, nah, it's, it's not, not Prince. Prince. At this all. This is this is he's Prince because his real name was Prince. Mm -hmm. So he's Prince Nelson. But he's not but the he Prince that we know. He's not the symbol. Not it. He's not that guy. He's not. He's not Purple Rain. He's not. So I'm just saying. so you went to L.A. Mm -hmm. You were doing the acting. Yep. I'm assuming that you went all in. Now your process in learning. I got on the ABC acting. in three months, man. Three months. Talk about it. I know. Okay. I know you were 
probably let the cat out of the bag, but you were on the quest. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. So tell us how that happened. I'm sure is that the one that we talking about, or is it was something different? No. Well, well, honestly, to be to be all the way real with you, and a lot of people think that I that I'm kind of gassing it when I say it. I was on TV the first day that I was in LA. Right. I got to LA on a Monday morning. Okay. okay? And that's when I moved into that motel. Okay. And the crazy part about it is that I was about to be from Houston. I was about to be on this uh, Bellator fight show. Right. But something ended up falling through with that. So I didn't do that. But the guy that I um, that did the Skype interview, he remembered me. So I guess he had passed my name along and he had heard that I was going to be going to LA. You know what I mean? Because I think I told him during that Skype interview. Exactly. So, man, I'm literally had just walked my first batch of stuff up to the uh, to the motel room. I come downstairs. A lady called me. Right. This is early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, Shondo, this is such and such. I'm like, OK, how you doing? And she's like, "Um, I got your, your name from a guy named Luke, Luke Verge. I'm like, OK. And she was like, he said you had a load of energy da, 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 and that you were going to be coming to L.A. I just wanted to see if you had gotten here yet. I'm like, as a matter of fact, I'm here right now. I just touched down. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. She's like, wow, that's great to hear. She's like, we have a show called Brain Dex that we love for you to be on. I'm like, what the? I didn't know what the hell this was, right? Okay. So she just kind of like brought up the validity real quick so I could know there's something valid. She was like, well, listen, the last episode we did at Mike Tyson's house. Okay. I'm like, okay, so I know that this is some some legitimate, real. Right. Obviously, you just touched down. You exactly. know, it's probably get all type of weird stuff. So, exactly. Right. This was one of those things. Was when she told me that the the last episode was at Mike's house. I'm like, damn. Okay, that's dope. I said, yeah. When do you want to do it? She was like, well, I know it's short notice, but what's tomorrow looking like? Tomorrow morning. I said, well, where you want? Where where are we shooting? She was like, our um our studios is right off Melrose. Now I'm right off Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Right. So you literally have Hollywood, Sunset, Santa Monica, Melrose. Very familiar. I'm from Southern California. I'm from you, LA. You dig what yep. we saying yep. here, right? I'm, so I'm you, with li- you. you literally talking about right up the street. Yep. And I look on the phone and do the G. I'm like, wow. So the very next day, bro, I'm on this little this little show, right? And I'm just like, and I remember taking <clears throat> a picture of the of the envelope with my name on it. I'm like. We already getting Hollywood money. I'm, I'm hyped, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just yeah. like, you know, and it's all because of the energy we put out for something totally different mm-hmm. that we didn't even know about this stuff here, right? But you was open to any opportunity. Any like- opportunity. But the guy hurt, but the guy liked my energy from the Bellator show, right? That Bellator is a fighting league, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. So he um it was for that, but he liked my energy. He's like, man, so he just started passing my name around to different producers and all this type of stuff that didn't have nothing to do with fighting. Man, that's a that's a jewel right there in my opinion. Yep. Sometimes you never know who's watching, who's listening, do. who has a connection to yep. somebody that is not even in your radar right. you couldn't even think about. Right. But you was just doing you on that's who you it. are and just giving the best at whoever you're talking to. You're that's giving it. them your all. That's it. And, and he saw that energy. And literally, I'm on TV Tuesday. I got there Monday. Wow. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was like, it was a small show, but it's like, man, you go and you talk to a lot of people in LA, they've been there five, 10 years and ain't really smelt nothing. I haven't booked anything. You, you know booked what I mean? No day. manager, no agent, no nothing. This is me straight on the iPhone talking yeah. to this lady. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, wow, no headshots, no, 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 we heard. Luke said you're a great guy. But that's when I first learned, like, oh, you got. The, the game I'm playing is going to be different than the game these other people are playing mm-hmm. because they're playing the game based on how they look, how they this, how they that. I'm playing a totally different game based mm-hmm. on energy, yep. putting out a certain amount of energy that, that that people respond to, and then they just pass everything along, and it catches like wildfire. But fast forward uh, a couple of months, we had done a lot of different things in between Nike commercials, some other type of different commercials, music video, Lil Wayne, Chris, all that type of stuff in between, right? And to me, that's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Just, I like how you're throwing it out there like I'm it's just, low hanging, but but to me it's low it's low hanging yep. fruit when I guess when you have a mindset of this is what I'm doing anyway. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not a you know, stick the toe in and see, no, I'm in the water. Yeah. If it's hot, then I'm just gonna have to adjust to it. But get yeah, acclimated to it. So that's, that's how we rock. Okay. Right. So uh a thing comes up, uh um the executive producers from Lord of the Rings, right? That's who did the quiz. Mm-hmm. So they had put something out there. And again, this is from another producer. They sent me the email for the casting. They were like, hey, Shondo, you know, you may be dope for this. And I'm like, what is it? It's like a fantasy show. Now, mind you, 
when you look at us, you don't think fantasy, but they know my backstory. I loved Ghostbusters. I love mythical, magical mm -hmm. stuff, right? So, like, Shonda, I think you'd be dope for this, right? Now, almost 100,000 people auditioned for this show. Oh, That's wow. what people don't understand. They did major casting calls in every major city in America. Oh, wow. Okay. So, L.A. alone had, like, 30,000, right? So, they did L.A., they did Dallas, they did New York, they did Boston, and I want to say Chicago. Pretty much all the major markets in the U.S. Exactly. Brought them all out, right? Okay. So every Comic-Con lover and everybody, oh, man, out there already. Man, they in costumes and everything. When I came to the one uh, in L.A. right by the airport in uh -huh. El Segundo, uh -huh. I'm in there. I'm like, because they're, they're all in there, and, they, and they're trying to see what they need to be so that the camera likes them. So you went to the audition. Yeah. What did you do that made you stand apart from everyone else that was there auditioning? Like, I'm about what to go did you third do? person on you, Melvin. I'm about to go third. Please. I was just Shondo, man. Okay. And, that, and I was and, and and when I say I was just Shondo, I was just man. I was having fun. I was talking my stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like you know I thought I was a Ghostbuster till I was 11 years old. <laughs> Damn near 12. Yeah. You know they were like really? You know I'm like hell yeah. And I'm I'm just going over the stuff and they just like man this is a different kind of guy and people respond to different different but at the same time authentic authentic and i'm not uh i'm not putting off anything with anybody like yeah. i don't judge i don't care what you like that's dope I, if if it looks cool prince i thought he was dope some people might say that was i think it's dope i think it's dope when people can step out there no matter what other people say i.e when we went out there in that cage mm -hmm. oh man so lonely in that cage <laughs> yeah, i bet always oh, lonely Ooh, it's just you bro when they say fighter are you ready it's just like i literally got outside of myself and i saw myself down there and i felt like i was playing a video game yeah, with myself yeah so that's how it was so they would ju they just responded to that and they they told me they were like hey um you did something wrong on your paperwork can you stay in and fix it. I'm like, something wrong with my paper. What you mean? So I stayed and they were like, hey, we just didn't want to tell everybody in the thing that, that we want you to come back. And I'm like, uh oh. I said, uh, man, I had me okay. in here thinking I can't spell my name. <laughs> like, you know, I get some wrong yeah, with my paper. Yeah. So anyway, I came back and we did a couple of more like on screen uh, interviews before I know it, man. They booking the flight. We flew out to Vienna, Austria. Uh, we shot out there for 10 weeks. Oh, so it was shot in Austria. Oh, big dog. This okay, is so this is, this is big time. Big dog. This I mean, is I know it was on deal. ABC, but this is big time. This, this is the real deal. We had drones almost the size of this table dropping in the shots coming out. You know what I mean? Hey, it's going to be a dragon right there. So they got tennis balls up there for you to. I mean, this is real deal. So this was, <laughs> this would this be safe to say this was your first big gig or the biggest gig to date that you had was the quest? Yeah, from that point, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it was just like, it was like, whoa, like this is, you know, and again, I, I'd been around other people in LA and I'm just listening to the sob stories and I'm just yeah. like, ah, oh, shut up already. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but I know the reason that they're not advancing is because they're trying to be 35 different people. They're not just unapologetic, you know, unapologetically. Man, them, I love it. You I know what it. I mean? Man, I so, love that so much because I just love it so much. Yeah. That people, somebody that's comfortable in their own skin, yeah. everybody's unique. Yeah. You know, you're you, I'm me, yeah. I have something that's unique, yeah. but you lean into your uniqueness instead yeah. of shine away and just, yo, this is me, this is what you're going to get, but people respond to it yeah, and they, the energy that you give. I think they, I think that when you're really yourself, people have no choice but to respond to it. I think I had some of the dopest castmates on the show, right? Mm -hmm. So we had people from everywhere, right? And that liked all types of different things. Like, you know what I mean? Some of them love Lord of the Rings. Some of them love, you know what I mean? Just action uh comics and all types mm -hmm. of stuff so the, the cast was like a hodgepodge of people uh different ethnicities uh different genders it was it was just super dope and how man. long did the show go for uh you're talking about how long did we shoot yeah yeah we shot for 10 weeks 10 we weeks. shot on location in okay. a real castle okay in vienna and that that was one of the dope things too it was like you know the castle was over a thousand years old and like they had yeah man yeah wow. and they had they had stories about the castle like that was documented. Like they had a fire there in eleven eighty seven. You like what? Wow. Like you have record of when this place when, caught yeah. fire almost. It's so it's just you know history this, and learning all about that. Yep. Dope, dope. This this whole cross beam right here was imported from Italy in twelve fifty seven. You like what? There's a document on this, and it's like 
it, it just lets you know that everything is cyclical. Like mm -hmm. people think it was so different then or whatever. No, right. these people kept ledgers. They kept accounts. They kept everything. Yeah. It was just done in a different way. Now it's on the iPhone. Yeah. Then it was just on, you know, on paper. Oh, yeah, on the scroll. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the scroll game. <laughs> on the scroll tip. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, that show was super dope. So when it came out, it just started to uh to open a lot of doors. It gave me access to a lot of um people right away. Okay. That it takes other people a lot longer probably to get access to. Um Bertram Von Munster was one of the producers on it. He did uh the they created the amazing race. Yeah. You know? So uh them, uh uh his wife, Elise, uh uh Mark Ordesky, Jane Fleming, uh from Lord of the Rings, the first one. It's just so, so just, your roller decks start opening up and now you started getting you start getting more opportunities or more looks at this what, point now once what, once what, that ended. What, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I'm saying once that ended, did, did that mean that all those things open up because of the relationships you made while you were absolutely, on the show. Absolutely. So again, as we talked about before, um, it was an understanding that the relationship game was the biggest game there was, right? The relationship and the connection game. Like, <clears throat> I have no major no agent, no manager, right? You talking about emails coming directly to Shondo. You know oh, what so I mean? You was you didn't have no agent. Nothing. Still. Nothing. Like didn't nothing again i gotta have control everything you gotta control everything gotta control it and, and it's no now it's no disrespect to agents or managers because it's certain things that i do business with but i more so let lawyers take care of it you see what i'm saying Understand. because that's really what you need you need like lawyers got to, to, to exactly. review the contract make, make sure, sure the jargon what you is, want is exactly. in there and protects you i understand that. exactly so i i in the beginning i love understanding what that boardroom looks like what those conversations look like. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be the guy, even in MMA, I never wanted to be just the athlete guy or just the actor guy, you know what I mean? Who was just like, oh, I'm just going to let my agent handle that. I'm just going to let my manager handle No, 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 no. You no. want to know everything. I got to know. I got to know. I want to know. I have a thirst for the knowledge of what's going on. Because when I go talk to somebody else, they're like, this sucker is sharp, man. Mm -hmm. And when, you, when you're dealing with somebody sharp, you don't want to get cut, so you don't screw them over. Nope. Because he's sharp. Not. You don't. You missing 10, 15 racks. You don't know where it went, right? This went on. Oh, this was a such and such cost. And because you've always just been the athlete or just this guy, you're like, oh, okay, this seems about right. Wow. You know, so it's I, paid I attention to the know. details. You was in there. That makes sense. One percent every day. You know day. what I mean? I, I, I gotta know. I gotta be in there. So, um, so yeah, that just started. To, I really saw how the game was played when you're able to get access to certain people uh, quicker. You know what I mean? And yep. have and have a lasting relationship with them. With with all of those people that I mentioned, I shoot a text to them once a month. You know what I mean? Or an email. Hey, you know if it's if it's Bertram. Hey, what's up, big dog? It's Shondo, baby. Just hitting the refresh button. You know what I mean? Make Shondo, sure you know. What's up? Yeah, man. It's all relationships. It's all relationship. This is a relationships game. That's an art, though. Some people just don't know how to do it. And, and I'm they not saying I'm out. the best at it, but they miss out. You definitely know how to. Maneuver the right. the game. And I'm a natural. I want, I want to say playing the game. No, like, it's like you just being you, but you understand that. Hey, I have to make connections. Yeah, make people remember me. Yeah, I'm gonna be who I'm gonna be, but yeah. be be able to network. Yeah, open you your to. mouth, talk to anybody that walks past because you don't know who who you're sitting next to you on a plane. Do. You never who's do. in the elevator with you. You know what's funny about that? When we were flying back from Austria, right? So this guy that was in the airport kept staring at me. Right? This is but because what happens is I think you fly from. Uh, Vienna, then I think it hits Amster, uh, Amsterdam, then it, it it comes back to uh to I think we flew out of JFK or something like that. In New okay. York. But um this guy just kept looking at me I'm like what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. So um we at the terminal waiting on the flight. Then it gets to the point I'm like, man, let me just ask dude what's going on. So I walk up to him, I'm like, my man, like, do we know each other? Yeah. He's like, oh, I love you, man. I'm like, hmm, what? So this you caught you off guard. Caught me off guard. But this guy was the guy that architect and engineered all of the obstacles on the quest, on the show. Oh. Right? Wow. And so he would watch me go through. He's like, man, we loved watching you. We love, And I didn't know him because, you know, we didn't gotcha. meet everybody in production. Yeah. You know, it's, a lot of people in, it's a lot of people involved in oh, a show man, like that. Man, and, and to be honest, he wasn't in production. He's the one that built the different sets and the obstacles and all this type of stuff. He wasn't law on the totem pole, but it just... I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get you. So, oh man, it was dope. And so we talked for man. 
we talked until it was time to fly out, and we had a super long layover. So yeah. we just talked the whole time. He was like, man, we enjoy watching you. Because they watch you on a bunch of monitors yep. while you're out there doing the stuff. And he was, they call it Video Village. He okay. was like, man, we just had so much fun watching you in Video Village, man. Just keep, keep doing your thing. And, man, that was just massively encouraging for me. Absolutely. And if I wouldn't have got up and said anything, I wouldn't have made that connection with this guy. Or timid or like, man, I don't know. Yeah, like, oh, he's a weirdo. Yeah. You know, because I didn't go at him like, hey, man, it's a problem. I'm like, hey, my man. It's inviting. Like, hey, we know each other or something like that. He was like, man, I love you, man. And and still, I'm skeptical. I'm like, okay, what Mm -hmm. you talking about? So, um, but then he tells me, he's like, man, you know, because they went out there, I think, like, seven or eight months before we even started shooting, bro. To get get everything set up for you guys. Everything. And it was just like, whoa, just to even know that part of it. Like, yeah. what went in. Like, because when you're a part of it, it's like, eh, you know, I just did that. But it's like, bro. It's a production behind it. Listen, a lot of stuff to go behind huge, the scenes. Huge. And that's and good to could make connections and meet somebody. You never know where that conversation could have led to. I still talk to him now. You know what I there mean? And it's just, and, 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 and that'll come back up as we talk further on where he came back into play. But that's what it is, man. All these connections, all these little links to the chain. You yep. know what I mean? And I just try to make sure that they're firmly bound together and that they never erode and get mm-hmm. loose. That's why I send that email so I can reconnect the chain so that I hit the refresh button. Because when you're when you're a producer or anything, these people meet thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people a year. Yep. You know what I mean? And so you have to hit that refresh button with them just to let them know, hey, what's going on, man? Thinking about you. How yeah. at your boy. They're like, hey, Sean, don't make where you at, man? Are you? Are you? Yeah, and I got so, something. You know, they may say I got something for you. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So fast forward. So what's what's the next step for you after that? You so right after that, basically what happens is is that um, when I'm out there uh, actually doing the show, I'm like, man, I have certain ideas about products and stuff like that, right? Okay. So I basically come back when we when we got back, I immediately go to Home Depot and I build this little apparatus that I've been having on my brain. Since we were in Vienna, Austria. So you filming, you're doing something, yeah. but because you're an entrepreneur, always thinking, always there's thinking. something else going on in your brain that soon as you got home, within what, a day, a week, you at Home Depot and- A couple hours, big dog. Oh, so I'm, you landed and you put your stuff and you you there. I didn't even put the bags down. I didn't even put the bags down. Okay. I go right to the, because I didn't, because I didn't take much stuff. You know what I mean? Because they, we, we had- for, for only time we wore clothes of ours was like the first and second day. Okay. Other than that, it was all costume Costumes stuff. Sport. You know what I mean? Yep. Like medieval dress and stuff. So I didn't have anything. You know, I'm a guy. So I yeah. think I had maybe a, a big backpack or something like that. Yeah. Man, I'm at Home Depot, big dog. And I'm cutting and doing all this. This lady walks by me like, I don't know why. I just feel like I need to take a picture of you. I'm like, cool. I'm sitting in the, in the middle of the aisle making stuff with PVC pipe. So... But what came up, how this came about was while I was out there and being in Austria uh, uh-huh. shooting, I wanted to train and nobody knew how to hold pads or do any of that stuff. So I'm just out there just basically shadow boxing for two months. You know what okay. I mean? And I'm like, man, it would be it would be dope if something existed to where the person on the other end didn't have to know, you know, how to hold hand pads gotcha. or whatever. Okay. So that was the idea. So I came back, created it, made basically this little prototype of it. Kept refining it. Then it was time to go start talking to patent attorneys. You know what I mean? So now you go from football player. Yeah. MMA. Inventor. Yeah. No, actor. Was football player. Football MMA, player. MMA. Actor. Actor. Yeah. I can't even keep track. Yeah. Now we're an event inventor. Right. Of this device. Right. That helps you be able to train. Right. The correct way, right? With someone that doesn't necessarily know how exactly to hold the instrument the correct way, exactly. Because other than that, you're not able to get any type of work in, and that's what it was like. It was like I was I was in another country and nobody could train with me or do anything. So I'm just like, oh man, it'll be dope if yeah. this. So when I came back, I created it. Okay, you know what I mean. And then I immediately start going to lawyers. I didn't know anything about this. Is that thing again about not. Sticking the toe in about just jumping in. Jumping right in. I didn't know anything about patent attorneys. I think the first guy that I went to, he did like, I don't know, uh, some type of lower level business law. He didn't even, he was like, son, I'm not the guy. <laughs> I'm not the one for you. But- right. But go to this guy. Okay. Right. So now I got a real official name. I go to that guy. Don't work out with that guy. Go to another guy. Go to another guy. I finally get to these people because everybody's just telling me the fees that are involved. Mm-hmm. In, right. They're not really... They're not saying anything other than that. I go visit these other guys, Dale Quisenberry. Shout out to my boy Dale, right, right. right there in Bel Air. Um, and he basically says, you know, I think this idea is dope. 
He doesn't say dope. I'm but giving Dale a little bit more swag than what he got. <laughs> but he he and his partner was like, I think this is cool, man. They saw something. We like to be a part of it. I'm like, hmm. In what capacity? He's like, we like to do a contingency deal. Now, mind you, now this is what I'd like to say to all your viewers out here, right? So they're saying certain things, and some of the words I don't understand right off. Okay. But I'm underneath the table with the iPhone. And oh, every sweet. time they say something, I'm looking it up, right? Mm -hmm. So they're in saying the meeting, something. In, in the, the meeting, meeting, right there. In the meeting, because I'm right under the table. And I look down, I catch the definition of it, then I'll come back up. And then I'll use the exact same word in the sentence, because remember what I told you. If you dull, you get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. You sharp, they don't mess with you because they don't want to get cut. So that's what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. So I say, you know what? I said, you know what? Draw something up. Email it over to me. I'm going to have my other attorney look look at it. I didn't have another attorney, <laughs> but doesn't it sound good? It sounds great. Right? So then it when sounds I, professional. Right. So then when I leave there, I call up who? Uh, Jane uh, Jane Fleming, one of the executive producers okay. from the Quest. I say, hey, didn't you say your brother was a business attorney? Sure is. I said, can I send him a contract? And he, Shonda, whatever for you. Send it over. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Big dog. It's bigger than anything in the world. So I send it over to her. Her brother uh, uh, says, can I give you a call? I'm like, sure. I'm thinking there's some Fugazi stuff going on. He's like, listen, Shondo, that's pretty much a standard contingency contract that they want to do. He's like, and I was asking, I was like, is the percentage about right? Like the 4%? He's like, yes, you know, that's about right. So I'm like, cool. So I go back to him. I said, listen, I think we can do this, right? So for people that don't understand what the contingency deal is, right, is basically they took care of a lot of the filing fees with the patent, right? Okay. But what they get is 4% of commercial sales, right, okay. that they get that they get paid. Okay. But this is where the dope part about this comes in, that especially if you're an individual that's invented a product. Because in this particular space, you got Everlast, Century, a lot of big companies. And the, they'll yep. take your idea and they'll just start putting it out. And what will happen is because you're just an individual entity, they'll drown you because you'll try to sue them, but they could just keep, keep you in court it, yeah, for yeah, years, yep. right? And your money will probably run out, okay? Definitely. And they'll, As a little dog. Right, and they'll keep going. So by doing this and having the lawyers with skin in the game, part of the contingency is they represent me for free in any litigation if oh, anybody were to infringe that's upon good. the patent. That's good. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So now I've just got some built-in guard dogs for myself. So now I can operate with complete uh, 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 complete confidence because if you do try to rip it, right, I got lawyers that's going to be on you. Why? Because their money's tied up mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. So again, just seeing these different ways on how to play the game as I go along. If I would have just paid the patent flat out, right, yep. that would have been cool and I could have done that, but they don't represent me. But now you got partners. Because that their money's tied protect into Protect your it. flank when somebody come and try to and Take your idea. The, and that's the game. So that's how I started the invent, the invention process. I'm up okay. to 50 patents now. Are you, are you up to 50? I'm up to 50 patents now. Big when, five oh. Okay, what year did you start the first one? Just curious. Right when I right when I got back from uh doing the quest, which was I think 2014, something like that. 2014. Okay. I think it was 2014, okay. if, so, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. I'm terrible with dates. No, no, I don't even you, know what good. day of the week it is Just right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was um soon as I got back, I basically I made the prototype and like what lawyers are used to, lawyers are used to people coming in with just like a sheet of paper, like this is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, you came in. With I came in with a fully working prototype, a video of us using the product, a bound copy for everybody. I asked them how many people were gonna be in the meeting. They said three. Had bound copies for everybody in the meeting, including myself, on uh entry level strategy, competition, the entire thing so the like business you, the you, business you put your it. business hat on your entrepreneur I, again right family you've seen it done you know how and my mother is it. a fool with presentation my mother is a downright animal when it comes down to presentation if she comes into something she will have a leather back bound Within, with with the uh, 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 with the embroidered gold whatever yeah, of yeah. your name if y'all are coming in for me this could be a 10 minute meeting because she understands the impact of the presentation. And the attention to detail. Exactly. Them. And so when I came in, I had all of those and I passed it out to everybody. And I said, hey, if you guys are open to page one, we can start going through. And it was just like, and I just kind of saw. already set the tone for the meeting right there. Right there. Like you're, you, the process is 
phenomenal. I hope people are really picking up the jewels that you're dropping because I mean, I you really are just dropping. I, mean, I know it's just you just being you, and that's just what I you get have. But it's talking about this, but man. Like, I'm listening. I'm trying to like take it all in I mean, and, and really just. This, I can feel it and yeah. it's infectious and yeah. I appreciate it. So you're up to you're up to fifty patents. Right, at I have this fifty moment, different patents. Now this so, moment. so that people understand this isn't fifty different products, right? So each each product has multiple patents within that product, right? So take for instance this mic setup right here. Mm -hmm. If these guys have patented anything on it, they may say, Okay, the way we do uh, the the little the little wind blocker here. The way we set it up is like different patents within this one okay, product, right? So that's how it is. Okay. So every product may have eight different patents associated within, with that, right? Okay, understood. Of levels of protection, so that if they rip this part off, then that's this. If they rip this part off, then it's that. You see what I mean? Yep. So it's not fifty different issued patents per se, mm -hmm. but it's fifty different renditions of anything that I've got that I can create. They can't nobody touch. Can't nobody knock it off. Right. So is your product available for consumers today? Yeah. You, okay. And what we've done is like we started it off on because I'm a big culture person. Like I feel like, you know, things that have culture behind them have more longevity. Cause the like with products, products usually burn out after like five or ten years. That's just how products go. Yeah. Except the ones that have a culture behind them. So this particular, the first thing that I created for the fighters, I started going to dojos. And basically started putting on demos with all of the, the different senseis for them to see how this can not only make their job uh, a lot easier, but make it more fun for the kids mm -hmm. and also increase uh, the retention rate of the students. Because when you go in there, it's like, whoa, they're doing something different than just punching the air. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's that cool thing right there? And then... Parents can buy it and then go practice at home with their kids because nice. they don't know how. So, to what's the name of the product? The, the The product is called the Jabber Combat Trainer. Okay, right. And where is it available today? Jabber, uh, Jabberfit.com. Okay. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so all, all that stuff, man. So it's it's been a it's been a lot of different products in the in the combat space because that's what I do. That's what I love. Yep. You know what I mean? And we have another product called the groups that works like resistance with firearms training and all that. So we have some government entities that want to actually do contracts with those. So everything is just moving, man. And it's all within the space that's really organic to myself. Love combat. I love competition. And that's what everything that I've pretty much created is in the vein of. We Absolutely. have an animated uh, anti-bullying program that I have in elementary schools across the country now okay. called the Jabber Knights, right? So the name I created the Jabber Combat Trainer, uh -huh. and one of the moms was like, you know, I think this is really cool. This may help my son keep from getting bullied. I said, hmm. Boom. We need to create right away. The, I know it was right away. Right away. So now we got this, uh, the, the mascot characters that go into school. Oh, man, it's lit. Nice. It's lit. So that's across the country. Across the country now. Okay. So we've done, it's been some done, of course, in, in, in Cali, mm -hmm. New York, Connecticut, of course, here in Houston. Uh, Delaware, Arizona, uh, Michigan, a lot of places. I wanted okay. to, I wanted to flood everything in the whole, uh, the whole, um, uh, initiative behind the Jabber Knights is kick bullying out of America. Right. And it's uh, a very assertive type of way of dealing with the bullying epidemic versus just saying, Oh, we hope. Oh, we yeah. Please. You want to put some action behind it. Hey, man, L listen, if we're going to say that we're going to do this, then we need to give people real act uh, an action item. Don't just tell somebody, you know, that people shouldn't bully them. People shouldn't kill people yeah. or rape yep. or do any of this stuff. But self-defense classes are at an all-time high, right? Mm -hmm. Because the whole thing is that once you strip away all of that stuff, it's got to come down to a solution. And what's been the solution for any of the bullying? It's been nothing until now. That's why I created the Jabber Knights. Whose initiative is to kick bullying out of America. I love it. I, I love it. it. Absolutely. Man, you have an incredible story. I mean, there's so much to it. I'm trying to did we touch everything? Did Listen, you, man. I like mean, when, I know it's so much. When but I do these things, like I, I sometimes I have to think, like, should I just keep it to the fighting or the acting? But it's man, difficult because it's it's me, so it starts unfolding into the other stuff. And it's mm -hmm. like sometimes I'm not gonna lie, we can get lost in it. You know what I mean? No, I you can, but it's because you have an action, you go. You don't hold back. No. And also, from our conversation here, you're not looking forward to be perfect as soon as you open the doors or no. it's ready to go. No. You know that, hey, do a little bit today. Do That's a little it. bit today. 1% every day yep. is going to make you reach the finish line right. or whatever you see as a success or the end goal. Absolutely. 
man, that's an amazing story. It's got to be there. It's 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 got to be that. You know what I mean? Because it's like what's what what I think is dope is I look at and research. I'm a, I'm a glutton for information. I got to have it. Uh-huh. Like we had a coach in high school. Just you know, I got to have it right. Yeah. And that's what he used to say. And it was just like I feel like everything that we do, like we have to go find that information. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I look at all the great people that have done anything and I'm like, okay, when you look at certain people when they first started, it may have sucked. It may have been terrible. Yeah. But you look at them now and it's a finished, polished product and it's like, but you wouldn't have got there if you wouldn't at least start it. Absolutely. You know, you got to start it, but you got to yeah. have a process. And yeah. I, man, I love your process. I love your story, Appreciate man. It. Please let everybody know if they want to follow you, mm-hmm. if they want to purchase any of your merchandise, uh-huh. your products. Mm-hmm. Where can they find everything? Well, you can go. I'm I'm on everything is uh, Shondo Blades. S H O N D O B L A D E S. That's on you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I'm trying to do a better job with all that stuff. I'm not gonna lie, like the I'm I'll do stuff, but it's 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 difficult to always. Post and I, it. I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of things going on. And yeah, so I'm wear a lot to, of hats. I'm trying to get better at it. You know what I mean? So that's all the social media stuff. You can go to the Jabber Nights. Uh, uh, T H E J A B B E R K N I G H C S dot com. Okay. If you want to see the anti bullying thing that we've been doing. And, and yeah, man, like I just, I appreciate the love from all the people to just go check any of that stuff out, man. Man, absolutely. I want everybody to go out there and, and check out your site, especially with the anti bullying stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. It's mm-hmm. definitely helping the youth. Obviously, bullying, like you said, is at an all time high. Right. Especially in the this day and age with social media, where I didn't have to grow up with social media, so I can only imagine what my niece and nephews, right, and every person, different game. yeah, it's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand it and empathize with what's going on in that. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, one thing I would like I always give a parting shot or a parting question. Uh-huh. You may have heard of it or seen it, but I just want to know on a professional level: uh-huh. is there anyone that you would like to do business with? Could be anybody. Can I say two people? Absolutely. I love Please. to do business with either Jay-Z or Master P. I love what Master P is doing. I love his 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 thought process of get you a product and, and push it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and of course with what Jay is doing, I just like the way he's been able to diversify and and get into all these different markets, but do it with such finesse that it's kind of like you don't even know he's in those markets. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like I, I like the way those two guys are doing those things. I like the way Jay-Z is finessing the game right now. Absolutely. And I like the way Master P is really in the in I the love Master P, man. Yeah, Master P man. Is, a, is an inspiration if anybody's ever heard his story, which yep. I'm sure some of the people that's listening have at some point. Yeah. Uh, but obviously this is going to live – and social media forever so if anybody is listening no matter if it's you know what is today if you hear this a year from the day that this is published please try to connect these two individuals together uh shondo i appreciate you coming appreciate you i thank you for sharing your story it's an amazing story and man i'm I'm such an honor to sit here and talk to you and be inspired and drop all these jewels i appreciate you bro man absolutely thank Thank you you so much thank you